0: Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With AIB, proud supporter of the Goal Mile. You can register now at GoalMile.org. AIB, we pledge to do more.
1: So after a quarter of a century, Limerick businesswoman Helen O'Donnell, and she's known for many other things outside of business, has announced she's retiring from running the Hunt Museum Cafe in Limerick City Centre. And she joins me on the line now for a chat about it. And good morning to you, Helen.
0: Good morning, Joe, and happy Christmas to you and all your listeners. I'm um, a quarter of a century... Seems a very long time when you say it that way.
1: Well, uh, t- tell us about the roots of it and how it all started, first of all, Helen.
0: Okay, dear. well, um, you know, almost 30 years ago, I had the Dolmen, I opened the Dolman, um Gallery and Restaurant at Honan's Key. It had been um, um, an art gallery, Brie had run it, and I took over that building and was really lucky with it. Just back in the day, there were no cappuccinos in Limerick. Then, could you believe that? Look, no, no lattes, no cappuccinos. There's a car park where Artist's Key is now, and the um, Artist's Key shopping centre wasn't there. So it was quite a different limerick, and we were in the middle of a recession, which is a really good time to, to open a business. <laughs> Honestly, it is. Really? Um, because, and why do you, you know, say yeah, that? You're building, you're building from a really low base. Right. And, and I think this opportunity for somebody here um, will be similar, you know, because you are dealing with, you know, a crisis, if you like, of a different type, but thank God not economic at the moment. So um, we started back in the Dolmen, and um, we had um, the cafe, which was so popular because behind the store stores car park and my goodness we had such loyal um, customers both in the county and the city and we um, traded there for eight years right. um, but in four years into that the opportunity came up to open um, a cafe at the Hunt Museum. Now, I had um, known this was going to happen, had been watching the building in progress. And then um, I knew John Hunt really well and a number of others who were involved in the Hunt Museum at the time. And um, And it's worth
1: just reminding listeners that there was massive excitement, wasn't there, around the Hunt, the collection and the museum, the old custom house at that time.
0: Extraordinary because it had been, you know, lying idle when the tax office left it and um, the revenue were here and um, it had been a sad grey building in a really prominent um, position in the city and the uh, collection was housed at the um, University of Limerick. So it was transferred in here and I remember the excitement. It was all down in the downstairs gallery. And seeing all the pieces, not in cases, on tables, being um, very carefully catalogued and uh, checked over by experts, and uh, being allowed in there a couple of times, and having that—you um, know—the piece of silver, the allegedly the um, one of the um, pieces of silver—it um, it being allowed to hold it in my hand it was just amazing because um, they were obviously you have to wear gloves and you have to be really careful when you're caring for um, a collection like this. And, and I, I presume, I mean,
1: obviously a standalone coffee shop or restaurant is one thing, but being asked to go into somewhere like the Hunt Museum, you know, that has great opportunity, but it would have particular challenges as well, wouldn't it? Well, it was,
0: it was uh, daunting and challenging, and added to that challenge was I was um, pregnant with Thomas. <laughs> who arrived on New Year's Eve (laughs) that year, Um, and uh, so it was um, a challenge coming into a building where there'd never been um, a restaurant or a cafe, and of course, two to form, all the budget had been spent on every other part of the building. There was nothing left, Mm. so we moved into the cafe and opened it uh, in February of um, that uh, 25 years ago, and it was uh, so exciting. It was beautiful space by the river facing out onto the river it's just such a stunning location and um, we were really lucky to um, open here and we had a fantastic business we still have yeah. and we were, of course next door to the revenue the council you know lots of offices just different type of business
1: Well, well that's it Yeah, isn't it yeah, we're chatting to Helen O'Donnell um, who has been running the Hunt Cafe and the Hunt Museum for 25 years now and, and is moving on and we'll talk about that in a second uh, but obviously you could not depend solely on visitors to the hunt. You you had to try and expand the footprint, which you did successfully.
0: Yeah, that was the challenge because, obviously, it's a seasonal business in lots of ways. Um, You know, you're really busy in summer, but then Limerick is interesting that people move out of Limerick in summer and move to Kilkeye and Lahinch and North Kerry and different places. So, um, it was a super business in summer with tourists, but out of that, you really needed to build a solid base. And we did that by building um, a, a very, very busy lunchtime. And um, in addition to that, we developed our catering side of the business, which also added to the income for the place. Mm. Um, because it is it is a very large cafe.
1: I, I often wonder about you know the food offering in a place like that uh, and how you adjust over time. And I presume people's tastes changed over a quarter of a century as
0: well. Absolutely. And we're really seeing that now, particularly since we, you know, the opening up at different stages during the um, COVID um, crisis, um, people are not eating a huge big dinner in the middle of the day. They're much more likely to eat, you know, a light snack. Salads are really popular. People have much more healthy um, diet now, whereas, you know, we, we, we made all our money in bacon and cabbage, limerick ham and cabbage. (laughs) <laughs> which has been um, you know and and roast legs of lamb you know loads of meat loads of vegans now loads of vegetarians so it's a very different um and tell different business people's
1: tastes have changed mm. but um I, I, you know. and clearly you would have been very pleased then as the hunt developed you know i mean obviously it had the collection um uh, it had a lot going for it when it opened but even in recent years we've seen more change there haven't we and i'm thinking particularly of the lovely urban garden and looking out now onto the river in a way maybe that it didn't even in the past to the same degree
0: yeah, so it's, it's it's always changing, the museum. You know, we've had amazing exhibitions downstairs, the Wild Atlantic Way um, and the exhibition, which I have the time to go down to downstairs at the moment, the Flying Fish. Um, so we've had a lot of really interesting exhibitions, but opening up the garden has transformed the place. Um, you know, you can um, sit out now in the gardens. you can bring your own picnic in, it's a public space. Um, And, you know, beautiful seating. A lot of Limerick people have contributed to the garden. There are, you know, little um, stones with family names on them. And it's a beautiful, beautiful spot in summer and winter. And the lovely thing is, um, when I was here working early and late the last couple of weeks, um, people pass, people walk around the Riverside of the building now, they walk around. Um, instead of going, you know, on the street, they walk around, and it's so lovely. So, I'd encourage everybody um, over Christmas if you're walking the bridges or you're in the city, just to walk through the garden. Obviously, it's winter time, so it's um, it's not as exciting as it would be in the spring with loads and loads of bulbs planted. Yeah. Uh, but it's a lovely, it's a lovely offering in Limerick and a lovely public space.
1: Absolutely. Well, I remember doing an outside broadcast from the hunt, and we did it from the cafe, and and there was a lovely Uh vibe, I have to say. And I I often wondered about, you know, maybe the deals that were done over a a cup of coffee from the courts, and you know, (laughs) all I'm sure all that uh, went on as well. And why have you decided to move on at this point? I mean, is any of it COVID related, or is it just a natural extension? No, it's a natural extension, as you know.
0: You know, my lovely husband um, died over a year ago, and. um, obviously, my life has changed hugely. Um, so, you know, I've decided uh, 25 years here. He was always given out to me. I work too much, by the way. Um, but 25 years on, I think it's an opportunity for me to um, do other things that I'm really interested in doing and develop the interests I have. Um, as you know, I'm involved in a lot of things. Already getting Team up um ramped up for 2022. So um, we're... Um, it's, a, it's just a good time for me, um, because I, I didn't want to leave, abandon the museum in terms of I could have said, look at, you know, I'm gone now, good luck, um, you know, and give, give sufficient notice. But I'm looking forward to helping the museum um, find somebody else to hopefully step into the shoes here and put their own stamp on it. Because the good thing about this is there will continue to be a cafe here. And I think, like I said earlier, it's a huge opportunity for somebody um, to run their own business um to have um a very exciting business and there is a really good business here so i hope and do you think somebody will be step able in.
1: to genuinely let it go and accept that somebody coming in will build on what you've done and maybe have some new ideas as well
0: Yeah, and maybe even open at night, you know, they're talking about the possibility of maybe Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, which would be stunning here. It's something I always resisted, Um, you know, just didn't suit my my, um, lifestyle to to work at night. But I'll tell you, um, it's a huge opportunity. Um, I will, I look forward to being a customer. I really, really am excited about that and uh, look forward to reading the paper on the day it comes out, (laughs) Joe. (laughs) I normally read the paper when I'm shredding it Mm. or when I'm Mm. recycling it because I never get time. It's a very, very demanding business.
1: Now, Helen O'Donnell, before this was known, this is a number of months ago, I had a conversation with a pretty astute operator in the political world. (laughs) Uh, Not of your political persuasion, I have to say. And we we were just shooting the breeze about potential candidates for the directly elected mayor of Limerick. And this individual who's been around the block said to me, do you know who'd make a great candidate, Joe?" And I said, who? And he said, Helen O'Donnell would make a great candidate for the directly elected mayor.
0: Any interest, Helen? Oh, Joe, I'm flattered that anybody would consider that. Any interest? Helen has to make one major life decision at a time. I, I would have to say, it has been said to me on, on a number of occasions, I have always avoided the political um Space, uh, been very close to it, very very close to it, and still am in lots of ways. But Joe, I just uh, it's it's a change of lifestyle, but I haven't I haven't factored that in. I can tell you. Well, um, it was it was, I,
1: it was fascinating because the individual said to me, "No, I prefer if she didn't do it because she'd have a good chance of getting elected, and it wouldn't necessarily <laughs> suit this particular person."
0: <laughs> so oh, there you listen. go. It's exciting. I think that is a great opportunity for Limerick. And I do hope that the um, government gives the power and the budget to that position. And I really, really feel strongly about that because, um, you know, it could be unique for Limerick. We could set standards for local authorities all over the country. It has to be done right. And I'm hoping it will be done right because it's vital for uh, the city and county that we have if they proceed with this. And just get an either do it or take it off the agenda, because um, I think it's really, really important for the city, um, because it is about a form of local government, but it has to be done right. And, you know, the mu- music was very poor there for a while. Um, I spoke to a local representative recently who said that it's, it's likely to be um, signed off on quite soon, after Christmas legislation has got through. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that, because you know me in Limerick, um, it's, everything is about Limerick for me. Absolutely. So it is important that it well, it's properly...
1: Um, Uh, You are the epitome of uh, that old saying about give a job to a busy person. There's no question about that with everything that you're involved in. And and I just want to ask you one other thing. Um, Vicky Phelan being awarded the freedom of Limerick. I mean, I think you're originally from Sligo and you have very much made your life in Limerick. She originally from Kilkenny very much has made her life here in Limerick. But I think only the fifth woman to receive the freedom.
0: Yeah, it's a fantastic decision and congratulations to the Mayor and the Council uh, for making that decision because it's well-deserved. I mean, what she's done for women um, in terms of her bravery in stepping out that time and for all the people who would never have um, gone public, you know, for lots of reasons. um, She has been an incredibly brave woman and it's a fantastic honour, a very, very special honour to be given to anybody and given to a woman but, you know, women are just only coming into their own, Joe. You yeah, know that.
1: Absolutely. Well, listen, Helen, um, thank you for all that you've done for Limerick so far and uh, a fantastic um, achievement of 25 years at the Hunt Cafe. Uh, we look forward to seeing what you will do in uh, 2022 and we wish you well uh, and the happiest of Christmases uh, to you as well.
0: Happy Christmas to you, Joe, and all your family. I hope Santa just comes, to little man in your house.
1: Well, I hope it comes to me. <laughs> <laughs> Mind
0: you. Thank you, I you Santa every day.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Good Cheers. luck. That's Ellen O'Donnell there. Limerick
0: Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With AIB, proud supporter of the Goal Mile. You can register now at goalmile.org. AIB, we pledge to do more.